Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This is Rocky Hyatt. You are listening to the HVAC Expert Podcast. Coming from you live today in my service truck. Headed to a job. I wanted to spend a little time with you today to talk about low voltage power and controls. And one of the biggest issues that I see across this great nation of ours, the United States of America. This may not apply to you residential guys. It may not apply to you high voltage commercial guys that are working with the 460 or 575. This applies mainly to a lot of these uh, strip malls like commercial applications where the main power providing your customers location is typically 2083 phase. You know, manufacturers, when they manufacture this equipment, they, they'll send out the equipment. Most equipment's pretty well designed. You know, I've seen flaws in all different kinds of equipment, but uh, most of it's pretty well designed. And it's built for longevity and uh, built with quality. Some more than others, others not so much. But uh, pretty much all the uh, equipment that is manufactured today, package units, rooftop package units, or even uh, split systems, larger split systems, uh, they'll be shipped with a control transformer. That control transformer will be a multi-tap. Now, some transformers have wire leads for a multi-tap. Some of them have uh, built-in stay-cons. And some of them are stamped, some of them are not. Some of them have wire legends. Some of them have uh, built-in uh, circuit breakers for protection. Some of them do not. Some of them rely on external circuit breakers, such as push button, push reset, manual reset, uh, or even a circuit board with a fuse, or even a fuse holder. Regardless of uh, how that transformer is built, what protection means it has, I want to go over a few basics with you today. And these basics will help you with about 90% of your nuisance problems and the problems that you may be having with that particular piece of DX equipment that has that multifunction transformer. I want to talk to you about correct voltage. What I mean by that is correct input voltage. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when you have that piece of equipment and uh, it may have been installed years ago or it may be something you're installing today. You go through all your procedures of installing that unit or servicing that unit, or even uh, if you're on a service call. Please take a look at that transformer. If if I'm having any problems with a particular piece of equipment, or one of my customers is having any problems, and they've had numerous contractors out there, which, like I said, you know, when when I get called in, it's usually the 
worst case scenario, you know, it's, they're down to, you know, they're in dire straits and they're down to their last choice. I'm the last card in place on the deck. But the first thing that I usually do on all equipment is I will, uh, regardless of what the nature of the call is, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pop that cover off and look at the electrical section. Because there's so many field points that go in the electrical section, from low voltage wiring to high voltage wiring uh, to different options. Uh, most of your optional equipment that may be added to a rooftop package unit will be wired and brought into the electrical section. So you can get a lot of information, a lot of knowledge of what went on with that unit or what's, what's being done in that unit from the electrical section. And typically when I pull that cover off the electrical section, the first thing that I see, that I've trained myself to see over the years, is that transformer. And I'll look at that incoming power on that transformer. I'll look at that tap. And most of the time you'll have, if it's a transformer with stake cons, you'll have three taps if it's a 208 unit. And the first tap will be a common, which means basically a leg of power, one leg of power. And the other two taps are optional. You'll have one that'll be stamped 208, and you'll have one that'll be stamped 230 or 240. 90% of the time, which the equipment from the manufacturer comes this way, when it comes from the manufacturer, they'll have that optional power leg input on that 240 volt terminal. And 90% of the time, the startup technicians won't change it. They'll put it in, they'll wire it up, they'll turn it on, they'll go turn the thermostat on, the unit comes alive, uh, they'll check for discharge air temperature, you know, they'll check for rotation, they'll check for, you know, airflow, they'll do everything. They'll even set up the economizer, which I don't get this. They'll go through and set up the min max on the economizer, and they'll set up the enthalpy controls, but they will never, ever, ever, ever look at that transformer, and I don't get it. I think it's something that was lost in time as part of our dying art. I think it's a practice that has faded away through the years. Or, you know, these guys just don't know. I, I don't get it. But I do know this much. 95%, I'm going to say 95%, almost 100%, but 95%. I'm going to give about 5% of the failures to uh, the manufacturers of uh, the peripheral equipment, such as contactors, motors, whatever. But 95% of your problem is going to be related to that transformer tap. What happens is when you have a uh, incoming power into that piece of equipment, and it's at 208 volts, plus or minus 10%, and that transformer is on that 240-volt tap. There's more resistance in that transformer by that 240-volt tap than there is on the 208-volt tap. More resistance means less power. Less power means less output power. That 24 volts is required to pull in those contactors and relays. You're not going to get it. You're going to get 19, 20, 21 volts. I've seen it as low as 16 volts coming out of that transformer. And what do you think is going to happen to that contactor that requires 24 volts over a period of time. 
when it's only getting 19 or 21 volts. That coal on that contact is going to get hot. And when I mean hot, it's going to get extremely hot. And that contactor coal is going to burn out. And that contactor, when it gets to the point where it's weakening down, the coal is, and it's fixing to burn out, that contactor is going to chatter. And when it chatters, it's going to go on and off, on and off, on and off, several, several times, real frequent, real fast, faster than I can say it. And that three-phase compressor is going to get power. No power, power, no power, power, no power. Or that three-phase fan motor, or that condensed fan motor on that relay, it doesn't matter. You're not going to get the solid on call that you were, were looking for. You're going to make that contactor relay chatter, which is going to damage that motor, whatever the motor may be. So I, I urge you today, take the extra five minutes, try to train yourself to look at that transformer, verify the incoming voltage, make sure that transformer power tap is on the correct line that matches the incoming voltage into that piece of equipment. Verify the output of that transformer, that it's close to 24 volts, or at least 24 volts. So that way, when you leave that job, you know that that unit has the correct amount of low voltage control power to operate its peripheral parts. And what I mean by that is compressors relays, uh, economizer equipment, burner controls, doesn't matter. When you leave that job, I want you to make sure that you have that power to control those devices. I got to tell you a story, and this happened in Texas. And some train units couple precedent units. I'm sure you know what those are. The cheaper version of a train unit. They're nice. They don't have all the bells and whistles. They don't have the UCM boards and what have you. But, you know, they're easy to work on. They're less expensive. Uh, they still have the same quality as a Voyager or uh, something of that nature. Those particular type of units. But, uh, you know, they're a little bit easier to work on for us technicians. I had a job, got a call, technicians have been out there 15, 20 times over the past year, and every time they go out there it's three to $600 for service call. And then on their tickets, service tickets, uh, as we compile them together, of course you got to remember I'm six, 800 miles away, so I just can't just drive down there and look at it. I, I need to have a little bit of research before I go down there, so I know a little bit about what's going on. So uh, I made the phone call. I said, let's go over these service tickets and see what they've been saying the problem was. Now, one time it was, you know, they had a problem with uh, the heat call. 
something about, uh, if I remember correctly, something about the gas was turned off. I guess they didn't pay the gas bill. Once that was neither here nor there, that had nothing to do with the call I was or going to. But every other time after that, it was low voltage related. Had to reset the transformer. Transformer trips. Just looking for dead short. Fixed wire nuts, low voltage trip. Loose wire nuts. Scant wire, low voltage trip. Had to reset the transformer. Bad contactor. Replace contactor. Bad relay. Replace relay. Bad contactor again. Replace contactor. Transformer trip. Reset. Transformer tested. Everything okay. And this went on and on and on. It was about a year. Well, I talked to my customer. I was like, well, you know, what I'm hearing here is that they're having a lot of low voltage issues. And my first and foremost thought was that transformer. Because that's 90% of what I see throughout the country. That transformer is on the wrong power tap. So I go drive eight hours all the way down to Texas, get my ladder out, throw it up, get up on the roof with my little uh, <clears throat> little tool bag and meter, pop the door off the uh, package unit, get in the electrical section, I look at the transformer, sure enough, you know, I know right away that it's 208 three-phase power without even checking the power, and the transformer's on 240. <clears throat> so I kill the disconnect, and uh, I move the wire over the 208 tap, and uh, while I had the disconnect off, I went ahead and pulled the meter out, verified incoming voltage, and I uh, had 206 on one leg, I think 207 on the other leg, and I had 210 on, on the other leg that I was testing. So I turned the power back on, and stuck my meter on that transformer, the output side of that transformer, and I was getting 23.7 volts. I didn't even pay attention to what I had before. So I said, well, I'll go ahead and kill the disconnect and put it back on the, the 240 volt tab just to see what I had before. And I did that, and I ended up with 19.7 volts. So I swapped it back over to the right tab it was supposed to be on and took the reading. 23.7 so it gained gain of four volts by putting it on the right tab which you know 19.7 that's not enough I mean it's enough to pull in a contactor maybe but it'll overheat that contactor burn it out prematurely well since I had it on the right tab now you know hey service calls fixed no problem there you know so we're good to go we can button it up and get on down the road right it's what most technicians would do. But you know what? No, we can't do that. Because you don't know why I say we can't do that. Because when I called and asked about the history on this job, the over the last six months, they've been resetting this transformer, this circuit breaker. And it had a circuit breaker built on the transformer, a little 5 a.m. circuit breaker. They've been resetting. And the last time they replaced the contactor, which was on Compressor 2, which makes sense why Compressor 2 uh, was burning out a lot, was because it was a low voltage issue. 
last time they replaced that contactor was about three months ago. And about every three, three to four months, they were replacing that contactor. So, you know, when I travel doing this work, I, I can't afford callbacks. I can't afford to fix that job and drive all the way back home eight, ten hours away for that air conditioning unit to fail the next day and have to go back. I can't do that. Not to mention it takes me 30 days to get paid anyway. So my repairs at least have to last 30 days in order for me to get paid. If not, it's a callback issue. So we have to think outside the box. We have to put ourselves in the electrical loop. We have to put ourselves in the wiring diagram when we think about this equipment. So I'm going to tell you a little something here that's probably going to, you know, light a light bulb in your head. You know, it's going to click for you real quick here. So to reiterate again, we fixed the low voltage issue by putting the transformer on the right power tap. But you got to remember that this unit had been on the wrong power tap for seven years. Seven years this unit's been up there running on 19.7 volts. So what kind of damage has taken place in seven years? Well, I'm going to tell you what. Contactors and relays. Now, we know that they've been replacing the contactor on Compressor 2 because it's in the history. And we know that's a relatively new contactor. But what kind of damage has happened to that contactor in the past three months since the last time they replaced it and reset that circuit? We don't know. I can't get into it and tear it apart. If I do, I can't use it again. So what do I do here? Well, it's better safe than sorry. I know that damage has taken place to those coils on those contactors and those relays. So what I'm going to do, or what I did, was I replaced all the contactors in that unit and replaced all the relays in that unit. This includes the condensed fan relay and the indoor blower relay, which this unit had a relay, not a contactor. But if it has a contactor, I would have replaced it as well. Replaced all those devices. So I know that they're new. Uh, if they've been tested or used, it was a dry run at the factory through quality control. But they haven't been placed in the field. They haven't been subject to that low voltage condition. They haven't been subject to that high heat condition from that low voltage condition or that abuse that can happen to that coal from that low voltage condition. So most techs would have just walked away and said, hey, I got you on the right power. We're good to go. And they might have got lucky. They might have got lucky and the unit run for a couple months and no problem. Or then again, that coal, since it's been used to running at 19.7 volts, might have burned out the next day. Who knows? But in the business that I'm in, where I travel the country, I can't, I cannot take those chances. I have to approach everything as if it's going to cause me a callback. So this unit got all brand new contactors and relays. Not only did it get all brand new contactors and relays and the uh, correct voltage uh, on the transformer tap being used, and verified the correct output voltage. I also moved the incoming voltage for the transformer to the high leg. 
Now, you know when I told you earlier I was reading power, it was 206, 208, and 211, what have you. Every three-phase system, every three-phase incoming power is going to have a high leg. And I encourage you to try to practice this. Number one, verify that you're on the right tap. I'm going to transform the right voltage tap. Number two, verify the output of that transformer. Number three, how long has that unit been running on that low voltage condition? How much damage that you can't see to those contactors has took place over the years, months, that that unit's been running at that low voltage condition? Where are you going? You gonna turn left? This guy, he don't know where he's going. Anyway, I'm driving down the road. <laughs> but uh, how, how, how much damage has taken place to those contactors. Do you really, really want to do your customer, customer an injustice by taking the chance that correcting that low voltage condition is not going to create an issue tomorrow or a month later by burning out that contact? Also as well, make sure that uh, this is just a plus for you little food for thought make sure that if you can if you can move those incoming power leads to that transformer to the high leg more power equals more more power coming in equals more power going out and more power isn't always better but when we're talking about low voltage controls and transformers every little bit helps so after I replace those contactors and relays which some of y'all might call me a parts changer. You can call me what you want to, but I don't get callbacks. And my customer's happy. And we put an end to this nuisance that's been going on for over a year in one visit. So you can call me a parts changer if you want to, but my customer got brand new contactors. Got the correct voltage on that transformer. <clears throat> incoming power voltage got the correct voltage going out and also the incoming power got moved to the high leg so we went from 19.7 volts on the wrong incoming power tap to 23.7 volts on the correct income power tap to 24.6 volts using the high leg to power that transfer I like 20.24.6 volts better than I do 23.7 and I like 23.7 better than I do 19.7. And I like the fact, knowing that that transformer has at least 24 volts, if not a little bit more, which we do now, a little bit more, and brand new contactors, and none of our mechanical switching relays, and that includes contactors, have been subject to low voltage high heat conditions. So the moral of the story is, I don't want to run off on a tangent here or go chase a rabbit, but the moral of the story is, guys, 90% of the problems that we face in the HVACR industry is created by us. It's from not paying attention to voltage, not paying attention to amperage, not paying attention to connections, uh, not paying attention to, you know, input power to transformers, output power to transformers, out of transformers, going to relays and contactors. Not paying attention to the basics that we were taught when we were 
apprentices. Somehow or another through time we forgot the basic philosophy of HVAC. And most of our problems are created from power issues. So we could go on for days talking about power. I could talk about line conditioners. I could talk about surge protectors. We could talk about uh, torque procedures. Uh, we could talk about all different kinds of things. But I hope today that I've shined a light on you, gave you an example of what it means when you don't have the appropriate power coming into a transformer, which means you don't have the appropriate power going out of the transformer, which means you don't have the full VA of that transformer to run the peripheral devices in that unit, switching relays, contactors, etc. You cannot control that load with low voltage conditions. Not only can you not control it, when you do control it, you're going to burn it out. You're going to get it hot, you're going to get those coals hot, you're going to damage those coals, and you're going to have problem after problem. Now, if we hadn't caught this particular job in time, what would have happened? That, that's my question to you today. What would have happened? We know that those contactors would have burned out and they would have chattered. How many times would it take for those contactors chattering to cook that three-phase compressor or both of those three-phase compressors or to cook that condenser fan motor or to cook that indoor blower motor? How many times of chattering? We don't know. We don't know how many chances or how many lives that that cat may have. You know, they say cats have nine lives. Well, I swear a compressor's got more than nine. It's probably got a thousand lives as much as I've seen throughout the years. But we don't know when that compressor's gonna burn out. We don't know what day that that low voltage condition's gonna take out, which time that that contact is gonna pull in is gonna take out that equipment. It's cheap protection, guys. Getting the right power in, the right power out, and making sure that you have the best switching relay, contact, or starter, it doesn't matter what it is, the best connection that you can to turn that equipment on without failure. Can't stress enough, guys. Low voltage, that's the biggest problem throughout this entire country. The biggest problem, low voltage. So I'm going to leave that with you today, guys. I hope that uh, this podcast has helped you become a better tech, help you diagnose a few things. I urge you on every piece of equipment you look at to look at that transformer tab. And before you change that transformer tab, take a reading and see what the output power of that transformer is. And if it's less than 22 volts, you know, start thinking about, do I need to replace these contactors and relays? What damage has taken place there? Do, can I really afford and call back, do I want to do injustice to my customer or do I want to do the right thing? It's up to you. I'm not there. I can't see what you're working on. But I just want to give you a little food for thought today. That when there's a low voltage issue, such as I explained earlier, those contactors and relays, they have taken a beating. And it's up to you to decide whether they need to be replaced. 
So to wrap it up and recap, incoming power to a transformer on the correct power tab that matches the power that you are reading at your meter with your meter at the location of incoming power. Select the two lines on that transformer and put them on the high legs. Whatever you're reading, the two legs that are reading the highest voltage, put that transformer on those highest, on those legs. If you have to move them from the bottom of the contactor from one leg to the other, it doesn't matter, but make sure you're on the highest legs because more power coming in means more power going out. The correct tap, more power coming in, more power going out. Verify the output voltage. Before you do anything to that unit, if it's been running for years, check the output voltage, see what the voltage is coming out of that transformer. If it's less than 22 volts, I want you to really consider replacing those contactors and relay, especially if it's been running for a while. Pop the, pop the covers off the contactors, look at the points in them, look at the, look at the connections, verify these things, walk yourself through it. You know, if it's running when you get there, and you kill the power to it before you look at the transformers, put your hand on the side of the contactor with the power off, of course, and see how hot that coal is. If it's extremely hot, there's a no-brainer. We need to replace that contactor. I don't want you to be part changers, but I want you to be viable to your customer. I want you to be beneficial to your customer. I want you to be beneficial to your job as a service technician. I want you to do what's right. If you do these few things, especially this transformer situation, and think through these items. You'll not only be a better tech, but you'll create less nuisance calls, you'll have less compressor failures, less fan motor failures, less equipment problems with that particular piece of equipment. And while you're there on that unit, working on that unit for that customer, if they have other units as well, go tell the customer, look, this is what I found. You've got five, six, 10, 15 more units on the roof. Would you like for me to go through these as well? If so, I need to call my office and get approval. But by doing this, I'm not saying I'm saving you money. I'm not saying I'm preventing a failure, but it sure can't hurt. It sure can't hurt. And all it's gonna do is help. If we've got the right power going to this equipment, then hey, we're gonna give the equipment the best chance of life that it can. So, Guys, I appreciate you listening. This is an HVAC expert, Rocky Hyatt, coming to you from Arkansas. Uh, today I'm going to Mississippi to work in Louisiana. So as I travel this country, seeing things, if I see anything that's obvious that needs to be addressed, I'll make podcasts. But guys, I really appreciate you listening, taking the time. I hope you learned something. I hope it helped you. Um, I am on Instagram. It's 38rock25. 38rock25, look me up, uh, DM me if you have any questions, I said I've been doing this stuff since 1998, been all over the world, I've worked on just about anything, so I've seen a lot of stuff, and I can't put it all in one podcast, but I'll make several podcasts, and the whole reason for this is to help you become a better tech, to help you protect your customers' interest in their equipment, to keep that unit running, to keep that equipment running the best best way it can possibly run to give that unit a second chance at life. I really appreciate you listening. This is Rocky Hyatt, HVAC expert. Until next time, stay cool out there. Remember, it's just wind and water.